I'm Jordan. I'm Tim. And this is Failures, Flops, and Fiascos. We've all taken pictures before. Oh boy. We take <laughs> we take pictures probably I would say the average person might take pictures at least once a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You use Instagram. Yep. I used to use Instagram. Our podcast has an Instagram. Pictures it's a big deal, right? A picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. What are we gonna talk about tonight? I am intrigued. We're going to talk about Kodak. Oh. And we're going to talk about Kodak in the late 20th century. Okay. I don't know what 20th, 21st century. I don't know what time frames those are talking about. I've never cared. Just say the year, <laughs> cool. you know? Yep. Okay. So we say things like this when we take pictures. Oh, look. Isn't my cat adorable? Mm. My child is eating noodles. My house is on fire. Everybody likes to take a good picture. Yes. Well, what about before the phone? Okay. Maybe a digital camera? Okay. A Polaroid? Yes. It's kind of a big deal right now. What about the disposable camera? Oh, yeah. Remember those? Yep. I, I remember used to those. sneak them into concerts. They weren't allowed? Could, yeah. Cameras were not allowed in, in concerts. Are you serious? Yeah, because they had their own, like photographers and they wanted you to buy their pictures and blah 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 that's hilarious i guess when i think of concert i think the first thing is sound you shouldn't take recordings okay but i mean i guess legs, yep. uh, it's kind of weird you take pictures and actually don't know what they look like until weeks later yep only to find out that your thumb <laughs> took up 40 percent of the pictures that must have felt real nice oh man yep Remember, though, the black, yellow, and red disposable camera? Uh, yeah. I, th I think yeah. it was a pretty standard. Yep. Even I remember that. Yeah. Uh, going to a place like CVS or yes. uh, Rite Aid or one of those places, yep. you could easily walk down the aisle and pick up a disposable camera. Yeah. The red, black, and yellow ones always stood out to me. What was on the front in big red letters? Kodak. Kodak. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. And today we're going to learn how a company so big eventually filed for bankruptcy in 2012. Oh, it, wow. I didn't know this. That's more recent than I thought. Yeah. I didn't know this about Kodak, but we're going to get into like how really huge they were at one point. By the time I was 13, I had a, a phone with a camera on it. Okay. And by the time I was 16 or 17, I had an iPhone. It was an iPhone 4. My whole adult life, I've had smartphones. A phone in your hand. Yeah. yeah. A phone with a good enough or camera. A camera in your yeah. Hand. Yeah. It had, it had a good enough camera to just use that. Instead, yeah. I was never going to be a photographer, so I wasn't going to go out and buy one of those nice ones. Yeah. Do you remember this, Logan? You press the button. Silence. I, I do not <laughs> remember. No. You press the button. We do the rest. Ah, okay. That was a slogan coined by Kodak founder 
George Eastman in, can you guess the year? 65. 1965. 1965? Yeah. Just a guess. 1888. <laughs> All right. Kodak. <laughs> Kodak's been around for a minute. Okay. So in 1888, this thing was founded. In the early 1900s, Kodak's innovative spirit caused it to grow quickly and it outdid its competitors on a grand scale. By 1922, it was the second largest purchaser of silver in the U.S., behind only the U.S. Treasury. And in 1930, it was included in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Yep, the company was included in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, okay, okay. In 1966, Annual sales passed $2 billion. In, in 1966. Oh, wow. 1966. Man. Annual sales passed $2 billion. Every year, they were making $2 billion. Oh, my God. Big time. And between 1936 and 1966, employee numbers nearly doubled. Very fast-growing company. Very okay. successful. Yeah. By the 70s, Kodak enveloped 90% of the market for photographic film and 85% for cameras. Uh, okay. So, know that, okay, so I knew about the film. Mm -hmm. I didn't know they made cameras. So the camera was the usually the disposable part. Oh, okay. And then the film is, was is what... Kodak. Yeah, yeah. the film okay. was Kodak. Yeah. So just think about those numbers for a second, though. Kodak had 90% of the market for film and then 85% for cameras. They had a very, very strong hold on the market. Almost a monopoly. I would say so, yeah. 90%. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So things were looking up for Kodak. What could go wrong? So this is really good news to oh. fail lovers. Uh, okay. The, our audience. Yes. That's what we do. Our fellow Ooh. failures. Yes. <laughs> Our fellow floppers. Fellow failures. <laughs> okay, let's cue the dramatic music. Dun dun dun. What kind of wait? What kind of dramatic music? Like scary dramatic? No. Suspenseful? Sad. Scary. Sad dramatic. I think sad would probably <laughs> sad that slowly gets slower until oh. it's yeah that kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fujifilm enters the picture. Oh, yeah. Okay. The green one. Sure. <laughs> Kodak was yellow. Fujifilm was green. Really? I, yeah. Okay. That's all I remember. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we get to talk about a brief throwback to our first episode. With much lower prices, Fuji outbid Kodak for the 1984 Los oh, Angeles yeah. Olympics. Oh, so they had plenty of pictures of the U.S. winning gold. Yes. And probably a bunch of pictures of people eating McDonald's. Hey. We get to talk about, it's like Inceptafail. A fail within a fail. Ooh. Or a fail that started another failure. Oh. That is. Inceptafail. I like yeah. that. <laughs> How far will you go? Mm-hmm. Okay. So because of that. Because they 
outbid Kodak for the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics. Fuji was allowed to gain enough of a foothold to open a plant in the U.S. So now they are firmly established. In 1997, Fuji had nearly 17% of film shares in the U.S. All right, so not quite enough, but it's getting there. Not Kodak level, but it's probably yeah. starting to get Kodak's attention at yeah. this point. Okay. Fuji put out two transparency films named Velvia and Provia, both of which competed with Kodak's Kodachrome. Kodachrome, yeah. Which apparently was a pretty big deal. Yes. I don't remember anything about the types of film. I didn't know there were different types of film yeah. for different things. Speed, Do you know? black and white, yeah. So a different film for indoors, outdoors. Oh, yeah. Really? If you were, uh, you know, like taking pictures of sporting events, you'd want faster film. Oh. So there's okay. all sorts. Yeah. Okay. I took photography in high school. <laughs> Wasn't great at it, but I took it. <laughs> oh. So you have experience with Kodak? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Learn something it's cool. about they you, would, They made. It, they used to make us uh, roll our own film in canisters, then go shoot it, develop it. Do the whole process. It was really, it was actually pretty fun. Wow. It would be a fun hobby now. Yeah. But sadly, digital took over. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, yeah. digital photography is still a thing. That's I mean, true. That's, yeah. But it's not nearly the hands on type of. Yeah. No. Hmm. That's analog. Analog, man. Yeah. It, was it possible to roll the film wrong? Yes. And have it snap on two different. Yep. Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that, Tim. Thanks. <laughs> I did not. That did not show up in the research. Hey, all right. Despite making major layoffs and cutting benefits, oh. Kodak's revenues were still increasing. That's messed up. <laughs> That's great for whoever's <laughs> up at the top, man. They're doing great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in 1996, you're not going to believe this. In 1996... Kodak's annual revenue, would you like to take a guess? Six billion. In 1996, Kodak's annual revenue was $16 billion. Annual? Annual. $16 billion with a B. Today, that's worth $31.28 billion. Okay. Every year, making a killing. Wow. In 1996. That's crazy. If you remember, in 1966, annual sales were $2 billion. Yeah. Well, 30 years later, they'd increased it to $16 billion. Wow. That's amazing. That's really cool. Oh. Kind of unbelievable. It is yeah. kind of unbelievable. Because that's like, you're talking about Apple numbers. You're just Apple talking about numbers. film and cameras, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You're talking about some serious tech money yeah. at that point. Yeah. Despite their high worth and success, Fuji, that little competitor, began to munch on Kodak's profits for okay. dinner. What was just under $16 billion in 1996, the next year became $14.36 billion. Still a lot of money, but you're starting to lose a little bit. That $2 billion is... You probably feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Got more benefits. That, that's, a, that's a fall of more than 10%. Over All the course right. of one okay, year. Okay, so just because Fuji's making their yeah go, Fuji is in the market now, and they're they're trying to eat at some of Kodak's success. Okay, and 
obviously doing pretty and well. apparently doing good. Okay, this must be gross, the amount of gross profit, right? Okay, sixteen billion, because its net earnings, net is after everything's taken in, it's taken out, and oh, this right. is your profit, okay. right? It went from one point two nine billion to only five million in that same amount of time in one year. Whoa. That's a pretty pretty big chunk. So one of the reasons, main reasons, that Kodak slipped up and had a missed opportunity was in the shift to digital photography. Though they did venture into the digital realm, it was half hearted and not aggressive enough to compete with their rivals. <laughs> Kodak believed strongly in the longevity of film and definitely underestimated the advancement of the digital photography market. Interestingly, in 1979, Kodak employee Larry Mattison wrote a report predicting a complete shift to digital photography by 2010. <laughs> I think it happened much sooner than that, right? Or uh, I would say 2010. 10, that's probably when everybody had a phone in their pocket at that point, right? Okay. Like that. Yeah. It yeah. was just kind of like standard operating procedure. Right. Like as soon as you turn 14, 15, Actually, you just get yeah, a that, cell phone. Yeah. So he made that prediction in 1979. Imagine Wait. the I told you so. That he, guy can okay. stick to them. He made the prediction that it'd be digital in 79? No, he in 79, he made the prediction that it would be all digital by 2010. That is nuts. Mm -hmm. Prophecy. He nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Kodak, uh, obviously, resisted that notion uh. Uh, because it would require a large investment, <laughs> which is funny considering how much money they uh, had. Yeah. It would render the film business unprofitable and put them into competition with established companies in the computer hardware industry. Like that was a bad thing. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Because it was. <laughs> so they didn't believe that this was going to actually happen because they thought, well, that can't happen because uh, that would render us unprofitable. Yeah. They were so full of themselves. <laughs> you couldn't have like just a little like research team over here, just like hey, you maybe think? just you know keep an eye on this, maybe develop a little something. No, for two billion dollars, you couldn't right? spend like even say generously fifty million. That's not going to hurt you, right? Like you're not going to feel that. Oh my gosh! In two thousand one, film shares were falling, prompting Kodak to make an aggressive move and release its. Easy Share family of digital cameras. I, the name sounds familiar. I don't remember what, I mean, what was it? We don't, we don't. I looked it up and it is a family of products that Kodak made. It included a digital camera uh, and it included different types of printers because back then you still had to print. Like if you wanted the pictures, you still had to print them yep. and have them physically. But you also had the option if you were advanced you could put it on your computer yeah like big pimp save it to file and yeah yeah okay which i re actually remember doing yeah i i remember before things like facebook and instagram like you took pictures and you stored it on your yeah. computer 
Yeah. And you could go back and look at it whenever you wanted to, I but guess it's not you like email them to people, right? Uh, could you though? Because email was pretty limited back then, as far as what oh, you could attach. True. Yeah, I think it was like two megabytes or something. Right. Yeah, max or something. <laughs> <laughs> and in 2005, Kodak was number one in the U.S. in digital camera sales. So they okay, actually so were, they caught up. They were actually pretty successful. 2005. 2005. Yep. So they they rode the the wave. I mean, they were the only ones who made like film. And, yeah. Until Fuji entered the scene pretty late yeah. in 1984, and then 2001. Yeah, they're starting to lose a little bit of money. 2005, they regained a lot of momentum because they shifted into the uh, digital, but it it was still digital for physical copies. So I'm starting to get a little intrigued. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they barely exist now. Kodak? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Let's hear it. What happened? Yes. Well, Asia happened. Okay. Here comes Asia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they made cheaper products. Oh, okay. And that's All what right. Asia does. There you go. Right? Yeah. They're good at making stuff cheaper. That made a huge negative impact on Kodak sales. Kodak's profit margins fell, causing a decline in the company's profits. By 2010, this is five years later, five years later. Kodak had a 7% share in digital camera sales. What was it before? 85%. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and was trailing seventh place behind Canon, Sony, and Nikon? Yeah. This decline was coupled with an increase in pictures being taken on smart devices. There you go. In 2005, Antonio Perez became CEO of Kodak, and his first mission was to shut down internal operations and outsource manufacturing divisions. After selling Kodak's digital camera manufacturing to Flextronics, in August of 2006, the company wrapped up their film camera market participation and ended film product production. Like actual... F yeah. Uh, okay. Actual film totally ended that whole... Which was what Kodak was built on. Yeah. Still pretty shocking because in 2005, they were doing pretty good. With the film? With uh, digital so, oh right, okay. So film, you know, film happened in from nine, sorry, eighteen eighty eight all the way through to like two thousand one, and they were very successful because of that. Wow. Okay. So the first thing this new CEO does is shut down internal operations, outsource manufacturing divisions, sell Kodak's digital camera manufacturing to another company, and wrap up their film camera market participation and end film product production. Perez, the new CEO, closed 13 film production plants and 130 photo finishing facilities, resulting in 50,000 employees being laid off. Wow. Very aggressive. So maybe by that point, like as a, as a Kodak employee, I feel like we've been around since 1888. I think we're good. I think yep. we'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine 50,000? 50,000. 50,000. And we're not done with the oh, the cuts God. and the layoffs. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Remember in 2005, they were doing pretty good. Yeah. 2006. Not so much. 
After exiting film sales, Perez invested hundreds of millions of dollars on the printer ink business, which I feel like is a major downgrade yeah. from what Kodak is known for. Yeah. Could you see any potential issues with this? <laughs> uh, well, there's so many. I don't even know where to begin. First of all, you got rid of a lot of people. Everyone uses printer ink. That's what it was, printer ink? Yep, printer ink. Everyone uses it, but I don't feel like the usage of that would be nearly as much as people everywhere take pictures. Yeah. Another issue is that uh, by this time in 2006, when this decision was made, many other companies had already been established in the printer ink business. Okay. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, it's not like you were uh, <laughs> a pioneer. You're basically Fuji coming into the film industry but you're oh, let's try printering yeah because that sounds good kodak why do these new guys always think they have a good idea i have no idea kodak the foundation of, of the camera yes. industry decides oh we're just gonna throw like hundreds of million dollars into printer ink oh that that industry's been there for decades like eh. but we're kodak <laughs> yeah the name is famous with something else yeah exactly Okay, uh, like I said, many other companies had already saturated the printer market. Ultimately, in 2012, Kodak parted ways with the printer market due to, <laughs> due to declining sales. No kidding. Yeah. 2012, though, that's like, that's only 12 years back. Oh, yeah, okay. That, that's yeah. kind of, that's really recent, which is interesting. So Kodak is bleeding bad <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I don't know that they produced a profit since 2005 at this point so 2005 to 2012 i think they were always bleeding like losing probably not even a steady decline it was probably like billion yeah, <laughs> yeah <Nothing>. exactly <laughs> ultimately kodak had to sell off a number of its divisions to repay debts from previously failed investments so what's interesting Kodak apparently had a health group division. I don't know what that was, honestly. I don't think it had anything to do with actual health. I don't know what Kodak was doing in this industry, but right. it was actually a profitable division. One of the <laughs> only profitable divisions at this point. They're having to sell off all these divisions to repay debts from bad investments. They sold the health group division. They sold it for $2.35 billion. Okay. It's pretty respectable. That's pretty good. It's good money, but they had to use that money to pay off $1.15 billion in debt. Okay. <laughs> so you have $500 million You left? have $1.2 billion Oh, okay. Left. All right. So you still have some money left over, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Not, not terrible, right? This moved an additional 8,100 employees away from Kodak. Not layoffs, they just decided like... Well, out. they yeah, the company bought oh, that division okay. right. and then I don't know who they sold it to, but whatever that company was, all the Kodak employees moved to that company. Gotcha. By 2011, Kodak was eating up its cash reserves. Get this. In 2001, Kodak had $1.6 billion in cash reserves. Just chilling. Wow. Yeah. Okay. $1.6 billion in cash that they could just throw away if they wanted to rainy day money yeah by 2011 
10 years later. 10 years later. It had just $967 million. So you're losing $700 million oh, yeah. in yeah. cash reserves over the course of 10 years. Yeah. In January of 2012, Kodak officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. One of the pillars of the camera industry filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. It's not just a, a business that kind of fizzled out. I mean, it was. But like Kodak is a historic thing, man. Yeah, like, literally historic. Yeah. 1888. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Some of the terms of this protection, I guess, because when you file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, okay, you have to abide by certain terms. So some of the terms included Kodak would receive $950 million from Citigroup to continue its operations. In return, Kodak had a deadline of February 15th, 2023 to produce a reorganization plan. So they had a year to put together a plan to reorganize the entire company. And in return, they would get $950 million to continue operations. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I guess because Kodak did carry a lot of weight. That makes sense. The the loan that they received was probably, okay, you guys are Kodak, so yeah. we're going to be pretty generous here. Oh, wow. During the bankruptcy proceedings, in order to stay afloat, Kodak sold many of its patents for approximately $525 million. They sold them to a group of companies, including Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, and Samsung. Okay. So they sold their patents, I mean, that's, which is... Yeah. Their, your patents is pretty much like your bread and butter yeah. of your company. It's. I your, was kind of wondering if, if, those, if one of those in particular companies would come into play with apple i was thinking more along the lines of apple coming in and being like hey we pretty much run the world <laughs> we'll take some of that for you yeah pretty yeah. much probably yeah i'm I surprised didn't realize, apple didn't, didn't try to I, buy kodak exactly. honestly i wasn't thinking that many other companies would be doing the same yeah sold their patents kodak also announced that it would end production of several products including digital cameras pocket video cameras, digital camera frames, which were apparently a thing, and inkjet printers. I think we had a, a Kodak inkjet printer. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I think we did, yeah. And they were, I think it was a pretty good product, just mm -hmm. it wasn't. It's not it's like not HP, what, right? Who's in, right. That's like what they do <laughs> They make yeah. printers and yeah. printer ink. Well, did it work? Did all of this work from 2012 they entered into this bankruptcy protection they had to do a bunch of things reorganize the company they had to sell off patents just to stay afloat did all yeah. of that work on september 3rd 2013 kodak announced that it had emerged from bankruptcy as a technology company focused on imaging for business focusing on digital printing and enterprise and graphics and entertainment and commercial films okay we're not interested in success in this show. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. We want We want people to fail hard. If, if they didn't, we wouldn't have a story. Exactly. Yeah. Kodak left a negative impact on the Rochester area, which is where they were state, like the headquarters oh, well, was. Oh, okay. The jobs that Kodak provided in the area were replaced by lower paying jobs 
which increased the poverty rate in the city. Oh my god. This was pretty interesting. From 2007 to 2018, losses in GDP, which is gross dollars produced. Okay. It's basically uh, the economy. Kodak had a very positive impact on the economy in Rochester oh, okay. because the company was doing so great. You could hire a lot of people, pay them well. That trickled down into the, into the community. The economy, everything's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. From 2007 to 2018, losses in GDP caused by Kodak canceled out the growth in all the other sectors in Rochester. So despite other sectors in Rochester's economy doing well, Kodak did so bad that it canceled out all that growth. Oh, man. It wasn't until 2016 that Kodak reported its first annual profit since bankruptcy. Which was how much? Oh, I don't even think. Oh. It, like, it must have been pretty. <laughs> we made a few dollars. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's interesting is Kodak is still around today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're the primary provider of film stock to the American motion picture industry. Oh, okay. Yep. I was going to say, I thought I've seen, like, if you are patient enough to roll through the credits mm -hmm. of just about any movie, it'll have a little, little Kodak. Yeah. Yep. Which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. Because I thought Kodak was dead. Yeah. Like, completely dead. Nobody knows who they are. Yeah. They make a bunch of random stuff now. You, like, they do. They'll make batteries. They make, like, a 9-volt battery yep. or something. They do make, and I don't know if it's just because, it, I, actually, I don't know if they make them, but I think they put their name on it newer polaroid cameras oh okay yeah i think it's i think it's just by name okay but that i could be wrong but you can go you could go to target right now and buy a kodak air quotes uh polaroid camera oh i didn't know that yeah kodak has because of the recent interest in that i guess that subgenre of photography oh yeah they have started to produce different types of films oh, cool. for different types of cameras now. So That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Kodak, yeah. good good job for you yeah. for doing that. But still, People want tangible things again. Yeah, and yeah. I, I get it. But they also, Kodak, yeah. they were very big polluters. Oh, man. <laughs> because of the chemicals that they used uh, in the development right. of film right. and yeah. producing the film, they had, I forgot, all the research showed that they were heavy air polluters and water polluters especially in around the film finishing plants that they had okay like it, it was pretty bad um there was one story i would have never thought about that but it, <clears throat> that's true i guess at one of their factories there was a pipe of this chemical and i forgot what it was but it was used in photo finishing okay but there's a pipe that was next to a river and that pipe burst releasing like no tons of this chemical into the river i think it was in rochester actually and ended up like really polluting the river and they had to spend crazy amounts millions of dollars to clean it up and turn it into a super fun site which is pretty big deal a super fun site yeah super fund it's like the epa oh i got you i got you. yeah the epa will say hey you definitely got to clean that up type deal but kodak today is a shell of its former pillar-like size. Now yeah. it's just, they kind of focus on a few things and that's pretty much it. Wow. Nobody knows Kodak now like how they used to be. Right. So. Oh, man. 
So what do you think about Kodak? That blows my mind. I mean, I would have never thought about it. It was always around, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And now, like you said, it's just like, oh, oh, there's their name again. Yeah. Yeah. On a battery. Yeah. <laughs> At your local drugstore. Yeah. I feel like they should have just maybe just cut down, mm-hmm. not got rid of completely making film. Although the, the pollution thing that that kind of really like <laughs> blows my mind. If they would have stayed in it, I think people would have still. Yeah. Maybe not as much, but they would have still bought it. People like that. Yeah. I agree. I think it would have never went away. Yeah. Because there are these things, I mean, as technology progresses, yes, it's usually for the better, but people are not always quick to change. Yeah. If someone likes the way the film industry was, where you could, you take a tangible object, you put it into the camera, you take your pictures and you developed it. Yeah. Some people really like that. And then hands-on approach of developing it yourself. Yeah. And being happy with the product at the end of the day. Yeah. There's a lot of value in that. Yes. That you lose with digital. Yes. There's the carefulness and the amount of time to, like, if you have a a roll of film, 24 to 36 pictures, I think. Mm -hmm. You really have to be selective of what you're going to take a picture of. Yeah. (laughs) And you're going to want to make sure that, like, you take that moment to get it right. Yeah. And there's something to that. Like, you you put the effort into it. Like, I do like being able to, like, oh, that's cool. Click. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's Doesn't no. Mean anything. Yeah. yeah. When I, I'd never go back and look through my camera roll. No. I never do that. Yeah. Unless you're wanting to show, so like, oh, we did this one time in 2018. And then you have to scroll. Like, yeah. Ah, where was uh, that? I must have deleted it. Past all the worthless <laughs> pictures. Yeah. Thousands of worthless pictures. Yeah. So I agree. I think that's something that Kodak probably could have done differently. Yeah. They could have just downsized. Yep. Kept the core of what they do, you know, the film. Yeah. And just downsized. I'm noticing a lot of, like, the things that the businesses we've talked about. (laughs) They get these new people in. (laughs) And then it feels like the company is destroyed after Mm -hmm. these people with the good ideas. Perez was only the, uh, I think he was the CEO before last, or before the current one. Okay. Uh, now there's been a, there's a CEO who's been there since 2019, I think. But uh, Perez, yeah, he came in and he just like slashed all the success of the company. Like whatever success they had at the moment, yeah. he just slashed it all and invested hundreds of millions of dollars into printers. Where are the people to say Maybe we should slow down a bit. I don't know. I mean, new CEOs, man, they've got this complex. I've noticed this yeah. with a lot of new managers. Yeah. They uh, have this complex. Yeah. Oh, the guy who was here before me was a complete idiot. So I'm just going to shove all his work to the uh, side, start my own deal. Well, I would have never thought about Kodak. Kodak? Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting one. Very interesting. I like these these stories of... Companies who were founders or pioneers in an industry. Yeah. And the tremendous success and then the bad decisions and bringing it down. Yeah. I mean, Kodak would probably never be that successful ever again. Nah. Because 
times have changed so much. Yep. But they developed an entire industry pretty much on their own. Yep. Where they were the choice. Yeah. And how many historic photographs have been taken with Kodak film? <laughs> All of them, probably. Yeah. I was going to say. And then to have them just disappear as a company. Yeah. But, I mean, good for them that they're still producing film yeah. for motion pictures and that kind of thing. Yeah. They're not like $2 billion annually <laughs> luxury type of company anymore. Oh, wow. Interesting one. I liked that. Yeah. Cool. Very interesting. Definitely a fail. Definitely a fail. Yeah. Thank you for listening. That was a fun one this week. Thank you, guys. Especially to our listener, Z in the Czech Republic <laughs> and Australia. And Australia. Our editor said that we're supposed to make a witty comment at the end. Um, let's see. Something witty. <laughs> uh, we got nothing. <laughs> I'm not a very fast thinker. Our editor just gave up. So cut, just stop. Cut it. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. Please follow us on Twitter at FX3Podcast. Our Instagram is at F3Pod underscore cast. And Facebook is Failures, Flops, and Fiascos. Please feel free to submit your fail of the week to FX3Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you next time.